Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick. What it do? You're listening to the QTB podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, and with me are the boys of QTB, our co-hosts, Nick and Brad. Happy to be here. Uh, of course, I guess our new name, we, we dis- discussed this during our live stream pre-show, are the Brothers McMuffin. I didn't know that's a thing, but yeah. I, I do love me an Egg McMuffin. If that's I'm going to go nice. to McDonald's, that, that's, that's going to be my go-to, right, Brad? Oh, well, then I then call me sausage because I'm a sausage big muffin, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I have I got news for you two. Today's podcast was sponsored in part by Egg McMuffin. Today was receive a egg egg McMuffin egg McMuffin egg How do you say this word? Egg McMuffin. I can't say it. I'm sorry. I don't know how you pronounce it. Tough to say. Okay. Today, when I receive an egg McMuffin, egg McMuffin. Get it together. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a oh, strong boy. opening that is. How about yeah, that? The egg McMuffin course. opener. Yep. Hey. That's how you, that's how, listen, I've been working on the soundboard. I revamped it. I added tons of sounds twice accidentally because I, it was late at night when I did this. Bing bong. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's lots of new things in here for us to play around with because I feel, I felt like it needed an update. Thanks to Epic Capture Productions for giving me Elden Ring so I could play that. And that just inspired me to just go ahead and add a bunch of new soundboards to it. So thank you, Epic Capture Productions, for getting me on the Elden Ring train. I'm on, <laughs> on board. I'm on it's a, been, I'm on a uh, flying It's been fun watching thing. you. Watching you chronicle your uh, <laughs> your misadventures through through Elden Ring. Oh, Playing your no. way, buddy. Yeah, yeah well, we'll I'm get into there. it. Because, you know, as, as we uh, have been adding to our episodes, we are going to have that segment there at the end where we, we get to talk about what, what, what we are playing and our yeah. listeners can tell us what they're playing as well. So, uh, yeah, there's some there's some juicy tidbits there with Bruno's uh, Elden Ring adventures. And a little bit later, we're going to be talking about uh, 343, specifically Halo Infinite, and just the the rough week I think they've been having with uh, between departures and some social media mishaps um, and season two being pretty underwhelming uh, to be totally honest. We'll, uh, we'll kind of give our impressions of of what we're getting and what uh, the public is. The reaction has been so far to season two, but guys, the big story for today, and I'm going to tell you, this is a, a pretty exciting state of play because typically when you go in and, and to recap, this is a Sony state of play that actually did occur um, usually when we what? get these, the yeah, yeah, well, John, that's <laughs> correct. Uh, a Sony state of play happened. Woo! Normally, you are looking for those exclusives when a state of play comes out, um, yeah. more information about uh, you know existing, or sometimes even new announcements for Sony games. That's kind of their little spot to do it, much like Nintendo does with their directs. But this time around, and they did tell us in advance that the theme for this one was going to be more of a focus on um, they're Japanese publishers and developers, which meant that it wasn't necessarily going to be about exclusives. And so, you know, if you went in there thinking that what you were seeing was stuff that was just going to be, you know, uh, all all you know, 
PlayStation exclusives, as is their you MO. You were expecting. Yeah. And instead, you you got. Well, That's yeah. Kind of... I mean, again, if if your goal is, oh, I want all the things and I don't was, want anyone else that, to have them. That was them. a fart. Yeah, yeah, you probably. That was probably... a <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Very good. But yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 uh, uh, overall a very exciting state of play. W- what I'm getting at is, regardless of what platform you play on, a lot of big multi-platform yeah. announcements that are uh, very exciting for for everybody involved. So this was a state note, of play for everyone. There it is. You know, <laughs> play has no limits, as they say, including hey. including their 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 console. There you go. <laughs> it's, <laughs> It's exceeded the limit, but no. Uh, before we get into that, there was um, some. I'll, I'll go into the one thing that was an exclusive for the PlayStation as we kind of go down this list. Um, and again, a lot of it was returning content that we already knew about, more information about games like Forspoken. But one exclusive announcement that did come out is DLC uh, for Returnal. We are getting a, a new entry there uh, called Returnal Ascension. Okay, it's going to be a an update. That will add uh, both a a much needed co op mode. I think that is a very smart addition to Returnal, and also smart an, addition an, to any game. You can't go let's wrong. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also a kind of endless uh, dungeon style kind of in game called the Tower of Sisyphus that will allow you to just kind of play uh, an endless Tower uh, changing... of Sisyphus. What did you say? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I, yeah, th- get some there's, cream. A, there's a joke there that that I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> Preparation H. <laughs> Guess who? Oh no! Oh, not him. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'll, I'll ask you this, Brad, because I think you know, if if we were to list off a lot of the 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 biggest PS5 exclusives right now, it, it is a relatively short list. But I think a lot of people. Really like Returnal, especially you know the the uh, the studio that that created that game is now an in-house uh, developer for Sony, right? They used to be independent, but were mostly making Sony exclusive games. Now they're they're right in there with the mix, a house mark. You know, what do you think? Is this is this going to be uh, you know a, a a big update for people that are looking for more of that PS5 exclusive goodness, or do you think they came out of this with that being the only real big reveal, feeling a little? underwhelmed you know i mean i i'm biased right you know we know this the listeners know this i'm an xbox xbox loyalist through and through you know it i don't know what playstation and sony can do right now to really wow anyone but their core following right so for me looking at this it's a passover it's kind of just a blip in the screen right but maybe for the core followers there's something here i mean i think there's going to be two new modes uh, with this expansion and, you know, you can now, I think there's going to be a co-op feature, which is something new that I think for players who are a fan of the game can really now bring a friend and play, play kind of a duo, you know, co-op. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, I just feel like right now it's, everything seems to be kind of lukewarm when it comes to announcements with, with Sony and PlayStation. Right. I agree. There's not much you can really, argue at this point in terms of exclusives or anything that's on the horizon has to be taken with a grain of salt in terms of what you're getting with Sony, just because of how much we've been burned in the past. Um, A lot of the announcements looked really cool, but at the end of every announcement, 
The first thing everyone is always wondering is, will this be available on PC or Xbox? And the resounding answer is yes, for like 98% of the stuff you saw there, like you said, except yeah. for this Returnal DLC. And that's a huge blow. That's a problem for to create hype, especially when your core base argument has always been, well, we've got exclusives. Well, you know... It- <laughs> Not anymore. Not really. Right. Like not in the same way you used to. At one point, Grand Theft Auto was on, was on PlayStation and only PlayStation. Right. And then Xbox 360 came out and, uh, you know, PlayStation three and, and they, they opened the door, right? They, they left the door open Bruno Mars style and, and walked Xbox and, took control of that and was like, you know, we're going to have that too. And I think that that was the biggest leverage that PlayStation has ever let go in their entire life was the exclusive with Grand Theft Auto. And we've talked about it before on the podcast. There's no way they're going to reverse that deal. Right. You know, uh, Grand Theft Auto makes too much money oh, to, yeah, to yeah, simply yeah. I don't I think they might make more money than than Sony. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, it, it would be them buying Sony, not right. the other way around. <laughs> exactly. They've got crazy money. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because uh, on our our social media accounts, especially Twitter, where I think a lot of gamers are most vocal in, in the wrong ways where fanboyism kind of finds that that polarizing extreme. Um, no, you know, we, no they, Twitter. It does, uh, yes, Twitter of all places. Oh, Twitter is toxic. What? Yes, yeah. but you know, a lot of a lot of what I'm seeing because I, I have a pretty unbiased Twitter feed because we are just involved in the gaming space and following a lot of gaming centric journalists and accounts. So I, I have a pretty good finger on the pulse of not just like what's trending, but also what's the frequency of of things that are being talked about in terms of consoles. And right now, you know, you got to th- you got to figure. You had you have uh, the, the release of Elden Ring, which multi-platform and completely overshadowed. We talk about this last episode, Horizon Forbidden West. It also overshadowed Gran Turismo Seven. That released, by the way, it got good reviews. Don't get me wrong. Just like Horizon Forbidden West, they're very good games. Um, it, you know, and, and I think it's great now that if you are a PlayStation fan that saw you know the the new Forza game come out. Um, and you're like, oh, man, we need that racer. Good. I'm I'm glad that a a solid racing title is finally available. That is a PS5 exclusive. And of course, if it's going to be anything, it's going to be Gran Turismo. But just the fact that, you know, like, like I said, on social media, Elden Ring has completely eclipsed the release of those two games. And if I am a Sony executive, regardless of the sales numbers for those games, I've got to be a little bit worried because, like you said, Bruno, they're they're kind of losing that narrative of of exclusives, um, and and I think that this this state of play, which is going to be showcasing, I think, a lot of their content to come. I think I think twenty twenty two is going to be a pretty slow year for exclusives on on every front, aside from and, maybe and, Nintendo. And, and, Nintendo's going to have a good year, yeah. And, and to build on that, Nick, here's a hot take. How and, and shout out to uh, Dudas Monk for his comment as well. But I agree, like. If they're just now selling more PS4s and PS5s, I would be pissed if I was a PS5 owner. How much effort are they putting into the new console? Mm-hmm. What is the quality going to be like of games if they're still now focusing on either building them to be multifunctional and play, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
being able to be played on both the PS4 and PS5, that yeah. tells me that their focus in terms of their development, they want it to run on that older system. So there's nothing exclusive, not only for just PlayStation, but for the PS5, where it's like Xbox, you're seeing all of these games being said, being designed for the Xbox Series S and X, like mm-hmm. Xbox Series X and S enhanced. Where do we see that marketing, that effort, that focus for PS5 console owners? I don't see it. I'm not buying it, and I think they're struggling to figure out how to leverage, uh, I think, a rush console that they put out that wasn't they weren't fully prepared to support. Hot take. There you Ooh. go. And that's the right. news. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, on that note, <laughs> yeah. uh, like I said, if, if with, with Returnal. Just, just um, saying. No, hey, up. <laughs> you know, hey, uh, honest truth. And like we said many times, obviously there is a bias. You know, nobody in this in this panel is, is a PS5 owner. But again, like I said, because I'm able to be on socials and have kind of a, an unbiased view of just what the conversation is about, it's been very interesting. Just I, I don't think I, everybody expected Elden Ring to be a, a big hit, right? But I don't yeah. think anyone expected it to eclipse, you know, where we are today. And we'll get into more of that. It's just, you know, <laughs> when you release a, a a full $60 game, you know, and we, we talk more about $70 and $80 games these days, with no DLC needed, the whole game is there day one. Yeah, it needs some minor patching here and there, but you have the game. There's no need for a roadmap. Uh, I believe there is going to be DLC down the road, but we're good for now, right? Um, that it's just, it's tough for a lot of, on on either side, for a lot of other games to kind of show up at that exact moment in time. You look back in history with with gaming, when those massive titles drop, and all of the other poor souls that tried to release games, um, like, what was it, uh, when when Overwatch came out, there was that uh, steampunk game, was it Battleborn? Something that effect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just got completely just washed away and yep. the, the the dev team even came out and said, like, yeah, you know, we couldn't, we Overwatch, the timing was horrible. When you launch your game matters, um, but sometimes you have to plan that so far out. But that's neither here well, nor I think, there. Oh, but, I, I but think I'm, part of the, go ahead. You know, Bruno, I was going to say, Bruno, how, how that, I don't, that you, you should, I mean, you need to be aware of other people's, you know, developers' game releases or other, other companies' games releases, but that shouldn't influence your release too much. If you're so worried about that, that tells me that you're worried about the quality of your game, right? I mean, what do you think, Bruno? Well, I think that you're exactly right, and that's what I was going to say, basically, that the quality of games here in terms of an open world from Horizon versus an open world from Elden Ring are night and day. Uh, Just the ability to run around in Elden Ring and, and acquire items with a click of a button versus the archaic style that Horizon uh put you through in which you have to literally have a wheel that goes around and you know, it's, it's a cumbersome five seconds that you have to take to stop and then gather this before you move on instead of making it very fluid. And if you watch YouTube and follow uh, video game donkey and girlfriend reviews, they did an awesome video on uh, the problems with horizon and it, they pretty much came to the same conclusion that 
it just doesn't feel like a new title. Like you said, Brad, it feels like a PS4 era game. It doesn't feel like this next gen game. And you can you can blame that on the chip shortage all you want, whatever it may be. But you also touted all those numbers of how how many PS5s you sold, right? Like you threw that in everyone's face. So if you're saying that you've got all of these people that have PlayStation 5s, yet you're, you're going to make more PlayStation 4s, I don't know why, but you just decided you're going to what's you know, you're somebody's not being honest. Somebody's not being forthright and everything. They're not giving us the whole story. And I think there's more to it than I think you're right. I think we're seeing some floundering going on. And and if I was a developer who's being, who's been asked to contract with Sony to produce another game, an original title an exclusive, and now you're telling me, well, you got to be prepared to either have it play on PS4 and PS5. Now, now as a developer, I'm going to backtrack on how many, you know, futuristic enhancements I put in the game because it's going to just flop on the PS4, right? Like yeah. think about, think about the limitations that are put on developers to have to accommodate this kind of, you know, jumbled mess of, of, of the console situation for Sony. Like it, it just really, I think is watering down the quality of games that could be being put out for the PS5 exclusively. Mm. And yeah. you you wonder at what point does that sh- that model change and you know you I mean who wants to pay $60 for a PS4 title that can be played on a PS5 today? Like right. let's be honest. I mean it's like telling me I got to buy an Xbox you know one game or an Xbox 360 game and play it on my Series X. Oh. Yeah. You I know, mean, you get I that mean, a lot it, with the with the Game Pass, where the overwhelming majority of the games that are on there are multi-platform and are still even new releases, you know. Yeah, but they're but they're I'm using, paying using what fourteen ninety nine a month for over a hundred games. Oh yeah, not no, 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 dollars for one. I mean, we've we've gone yeah. over that business model plenty of times. Yeah, it's yeah. a different so tier I, of value. Again, I'm yeah. biased, but I I just feel for my PS five owners. I mean, so many people have bought them third party, paid over you know paid over market price to get their hands on this, and you wonder. What what are they getting? What is the value that they're getting out of owning a PS5 versus just sitting and continuing to play on their PS4? I'm struggling to p- provide a business case that warrants owning a PS5 at this point. I I really don't see it. And if if and, and this isn't just necessarily a a plug for Xbox either because Not at all because game pass exists on pc (laughs) like right like game pass exists on pc so if you have a pc you can you have access to all this stuff Mm -hmm. so you know it's not just about and that's the thing right you've got playstation i'll never buy an xbox but i'll buy a pc and it's like it's the same money it's the same you know what i mean you're just instead of uh funding the xbox team you're you're funding microsoft directly like (laughs) It's the same, same account essentially. So to me, it seems like there's just, there's, there needs to be some type of redirection, rebranding, something needs to happen in PlayStation's ecosystem with the launch of this new PlayStation now, or whatever it's going to be called this new, uh, essentially game pass competitor. They need to have a roadmap for that. That is going to entice people to come over. They need to say like, we're working on backwards compatibility. That's what you asked for. That's what we're working on. And like, 
if you take that approach, I guarantee you, you'll start to see people wave the fanboy flag again and say, see, that's what we wanted. That's exactly what we wanted. And that's a reason. That's a reason for me to pick up a PlayStation 5 to say, oh, I could play all the PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and 4 games on there. Like, obviously, the 3 and 4. But, you know, to go back to those earlier things, but... Again, with the the acquisition of some huge company like Activision, I wonder how many games will be left to be able to be put on something like that platform that Xbox won't simply say, nope, it's ours and you're not going to get that backwards compatibility. That's something that we're going to keep for Xbox exclusive owners. So I hear this episode of Quit the Build brought to you by the PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 5. (laughs) Please say something nice about us. <laughs> well, let, let, let's, try, let's, let's, try to, let's try to look at it a different lens. I feel like Sony right now is that experienced boxer who just took a hell of a right hook in the first round and is stumbling on their feet and needs to find a way to get their footing back. Right. And now they're behind and yeah. And, you know, they took a guile sonic boom to the chin and they're like, Ooh. oh, man, what am I going to do? Yeah, and that. they need to take a step back and just pause. And like you said, Bruno, really reevaluate what their fans want. And a couple good press releases with a roadmap saying, here's what we're bringing you. This is our plan. We've got and then kind of promise maybe they've got some other, you know, exclusives in the back pocket. Any type of just a few good PR moves is going to put them right back in the right direction. And I think that's to me would be the first step is just really getting back to square one on what their fans want. And, and, and I think that's a good first step to anybody who clicked on this podcast because we have uh, the Sony state of play as uh, one of the news <laughs> articles in there. Yeah. Sorry. You're, sorry. You're kinda, yeah. You sorry can, you can cue that. up the, uh, the curb your enthusiasm theme there because I mean, yeah, I mean like, you know, and look, and, and this, this is, this is something that I heard on Twitter quite often that from today from reactions from this is that the more and more that they saw where it showed multi-platform availability for these games and you don't usually see that until the end right and a lot of these games were new announcements that is kind of a it is kind of a blow it's like man i don't you know i I thought this was supposed to be sony's thing so but on that note yeah exactly that's my ringtone now so every call is just like oh you know i guess my car warranty's expired Yeah, my car warranties expired. Yeah. Whoops. Again, man, oh, from the man. same area code in California. <laughs> uh, all those gamers are out there. Yeah, no. <laughs> Except for Brad. Brad's cool. So, guys, on that note, we're going to keep moving here because we have a lot to talk about. Um, and I tell you, you know, going into some of these multi-platform announcements, I am very excited because, again... Oh regardless of for the most part what platform you're playing on there's a lot to get hyped about here oh yeah one big one that i want to jump into is capcom is finally getting in the fray with an ip that is not resident evil capcom i love you i understand mega man doesn't make you the money bucks i i've i've moved past the all the stages of of grieving that you don't put out mega man games anymore but I'm so glad that we're finally getting something unique. This is a brand new, it's a fresh IP, okay? This is called Exo Primal, okay? Yes. Exo Primal. So this game, it looks like a like a mashup of like... It looks like Anthem. Okay. No, I mean, yes and no. Anthem, Anthem, that's... 
<laughs> you're you're yeah opening some uh, exactly wounds here, Bruno. Right, exactly. It right. looks like anthem. It you looks like it. anthem. Listen, wow. let me tell you. I, when I, I just saw say, this. Can I just go say, for it. Nick was primed to go into how this looks like it's going to be awesome. He's ready. And you just went, pew, pew, we get a bing bong. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you, you dropped the bomb there. There we go. I mean, just completely derailed it. So funny. Oh, yep, it does. It looks like, listen, you got this guy that gets this suit and starts battling all these things in this open world. It looks exactly like Anthem, except done in a city instead of out in the middle of, uh, you know, the forest like Anthem took place. So yeah. I, I think that that's not bad. That's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad <laughs> thing. I'm just saying it looks kind of like Anthem, you know, yeah. where you've got these exosuits and you're kind of, I, I, I've always stated that Anthem looked cool, even though I've right. never played it. Yeah. It looks cool. Like well, I probably would have a, a beef with it. Like I, yeah. I'd probably play like two hours of it and be like, yeah. that game was awesome. I don't know what everybody's talking about. Well, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it kind of gave me some, some, some flavor of Dino Crisis too. I mean, I feel like- that Thank you. Yes. Okay, and okay. Terry agrees. Okay. He thought of Anthem, Overwatch, and Dino Crisis. Yeah, so this I thought is, of Overwatch too. This is where people kind of got, felt like they, they kind of got bamboozled because I think there was some whispers now that Capcom was going to be announcing uh, a new IP or the return of a dormant IP for a while. And so, when, of course, when people saw Capcom at the beginning of this trailer and then they see dinosaurs raining from the sky... You know, they thought, oh, Dino Crisis is finally coming back. That's a very much a beloved franchise that a lot of people would love to see make a return. This is not Dino Crisis, but no, it is No, it took Capcom. a hard turn, and then it was like... Rod Schneider is... Several thousand velociraptors. It took a hard turn. You're like, what is this? No, the first thing I did was type, you know, Xbox One to see if it had an Xbox One release. And you would think that... The, the the very first thing, the flagship thing that they had to show everyone on the state of play yeah. would be an exclusive. And it's not. And that's a it, we're going back to this issue of like the last time we got any news about all of the exclusives that that PlayStation was going to have was back at like E3. I think it was like mm -hmm. E3 2019. Right before everything, you know, crap hit the fan, and here we are now. To none of those releases have have come to fruition, really. Mm -hmm. So we're still in that waiting game, and and that's that's a that's a Sony state of play, right? Is like that's what I felt like a state of play from Sony should be. It should be stuff that Sony's doing, not stuff that everyone else is doing. Like when we go to mm -hmm. Nintendo direct, Nintendo tells us all the stuff that Nintendo's doing. Oh right? yeah. All the exclu exclusives we're going to get, yeah. not this, you know, and then at the end they're like, Oh yeah. And we're going to, you know, port these games to the thing. But the flagship stuff that they showcase is the stuff that's on your own platform. And for them to come out with this really cool game and them not be like, yeah, it's an exclusive. I, I wondered why you're holding a state of play. <laughs> right. Yeah. When I initially heard the announcement for, and we'll get into it, the, uh, the, the TMNT collection, and I'm oh, thinking, boy. oh man, that's an exclusive for PlayStation. That's a oh, massive bummer. Was, and then yeah, it's not even nope. even Switch is getting it. And yeah, that hang, hang on, we're gonna we're gonna gush. 
Oh. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I do want to circle back to Exo Primal because this game looks like a lot of fun. So yeah, it is. It almost kind of has a. Uh, it reminded me of Warframe with the way the different uh, the armor suits and that kind of thing. But I guess Anthem, Destiny, Warframe. You know, people in <laughs> mechanized or a better suits. Game. It's all right, or a better game, or, or a better uh, game, whatever, uh, whatever. And I, and I think it's got a cool mode where you're going to be taking on an opposing team and dinosaurs. It kind of reminds me of what was that mode in Halo Five, Bruno? It was like the. Um, where you fought bosses, but there was also an opposing team. Like it's kind of got like a dual competitive nature to it. Oh, right, man. What was that mode called in, in yeah. Halo Five? It's Destiny Two has ago, it too. Um, there's Destiny a Destiny Two for had that. it's yeah. like a gambit mode in Destiny gambit. Two. I think yep. was yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that cool. I think that has a lot of potential to be a blast. You know, it's five on five versus dinosaurs, and all hell's gonna break loose. So that sounds like that could be fun. It looks fantastic. I mean, you just look at these cool suits of armor just taking on just massive hordes of, of dinosaurs. Here, Here's my thing, and this is something that I, a revelation that I have had in, in the last year or so about my, my gaming preferences. I love bombastic games. I love games that are bold. Mr. That, Laba Laba. Yeah, that just lean into their art style and their music, and they just create these packages that just punch you in the face from day one. And what I have learned over time, you get that from Japanese publishers just about every time. I'm talking about your Capcoms, your Bandai Namcos, your Segas that are still out there putting out these incredible games that really lean into what what you know what Eastern game development does best, which is to just create these incredible lush themes and environments. Yeah, and just give you something that you don't see elsewhere. A great example of this, right? You know, the what they call the the JRPG or you know, Japanese style RPG um experience, right? You know, we do, we we've had more westernized RPGs like uh, Dragon Age, that kind of thing over time, but there are still those die-hard JRPG loyalists, and we do have games like uh, Tales of Arise from Bandai Namco or uh, even Octopath Traveler that came out a couple of years back that are great callbacks to that. Well, there was a uh, a company that put out a game uh, recently called Edge of Eternity, which it is supposed to be kind of a, they, they say it's a love letter to JRPGs, but it's a Western studio that makes it. And so since I love JRPGs, I thought, okay, well, it's on Xbox Game Pass. I'm going to download this game and try it. Guys, and it got it got good reviews. Again, I'm not bashing the developers, but because I was looking for that style of gameplay when I think JRPG, when I think... A, a Japanese-inspired game, even though it's a Western developer, it felt like an American game. It felt like mm. a, a like a West Western game. Uh, but you can see where they tried to to have those elements, you know, the the anime style uh, kind of uh, the voiceovers and 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 cutscenes and the way the characters interacted. Where they you you see the inspiration, but you yeah. can tell one hundred percent. I I uninstalled the game. I it just it it it. What I saw drew me away too much because they were trying too hard to emulate it. And what I'm saying is it's so great to see companies like Capcom come out swinging with just these gorgeous-looking games that just ooze style and draw you in and make you want to play them from day one. I will absolutely be playing this game the day it comes out. I can't wait. Yeah. I love Capcom. Hate that they hate Mega Man. I love Capcom. It's a problem. I think the titles catch you too. When a game sounds cool, you're like, damn, what are you going to play? Exo Primal. Right? Time to yeah. play Exo Primal. This is a Turok. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Dinosaur exactly. hunter. Why? Yeah, all, din- all dinosaur Ready. games have cool names. Like, oh, yeah. man. Well, let's let let's transition, gents, from uh, from one prehistoric creature to another because we're talking turtles, specifically the teenage mutant ninja variety. This Ooh, this boy. is the announcement that really stole the show because, oh, yeah. and again, multi platform because you know we 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 have that upcoming game, right? You know, was it uh, Re- Return or Revenge of Shredder? Shredder's Revenge. Um, yeah, that's going to be coming out soon good. from the yeah the same guys that made uh, the Scott Pilgrim versus the World game. Yeah. So, I mean, we already have that to look forward to, but for this to be announced, this is the, you know, the, the, the Mega Man legacy collection of, of, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games, because oh, there yeah. were so many great games that were across multiple platforms. You had the NES kind of arcade ports, you had the Super Nintendo games, some of which were original, uh, Mega Drive, Genesis, arcade titles, my God. I mean, come on, Bruno. You, you, you get Bruno started on sewer surfing. You know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I knew he was ready. <laughs> you can't go wrong. I still ah. say the mariachi cover is better than the original, but that's just me. <laughs> it did pop up in it did pop up in YouTube. Yeah. When I was looking for that, I just gotta let you know. Yeah. Sewer surfing. If that doesn't get you pumped, mm-hmm. if if that doesn't want to make you take down some pizza aliens and all oh, yeah. those things that were clearly uh, uh, from the Alien series. Yep. What are they? What are they? Xenomorph? Exo? Exo? Uh, I would what? just call them the aliens. The aliens. The aliens. aliens. The aliens from Alien. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Like the aliens from Alien versus Predator. Uh-huh. Predator and the aliens from Aliens One, Aliens Two, and Aliens Three, but not Alien, but not Alien. No, Alien was in there. <laughs> or the lesser-known spin-off Alien. Oh, yeah, all I can, that yeah. one. Yeah, all I can say, Nick, is I'm with you. When I saw this announcement, I immediately got taken back to my Super Nintendo. I spent so many hours playing. Uh, Turtles in Time that it was it's just it was one of the first games I can remember kind of that 2D co-op experience where you could kind of traverse kind of 3D in the map but like you can work with a a, a buddy and and just the level development the experience I remember playing with my dad and oh man I am so ready to be able to get back and play that again amongst all the other releases that are coming in this Cowabunga collection yeah, it's going to be awesome. It really is going to be such a fun playthrough. So yeah. let's just go down the list here. So, yeah, the Calabunga collection. Yeah, it's going to be just a massive, uh, really just history of of the console and even arcade titles um, from from the franchise of just the heyday of, of, of Turtles. So right, right down the list here, you're getting the original TMNT arcade game, Pizza Time and all. You are Bruh. getting the uh, Turtles in Time arcade game, which, I mean, honestly, may be the GOAT. It may it's yeah. e- even without sewer surfing, like it just it plays great. It's such yep. a blast. Um, and by the way, the arcade games and some of the other fighter games are going to have online co-ops. So you'll be able to uh, join up with a friend and uh, yeah, nice. and kick butt through time. Nice that- touch for a thirty dollars collection. Yeah, they all did not the kids, have to do that. All the kids collectively said, "Yeah, oh yeah." So uh, from the NES, you're getting four games. You're getting the original TMNT. So yeah, that uh, that underwater uh, seaweed, electric seaweed oh, section. Oh yeah, we're gonna be living that pain again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the which is more of a platformer, less of an arcade game. 
and also the uh, TMNT 2, the arcade game, and TMNT 3, the Manhattan Project. Those are two games that I played the heck. You, you said Super Nintendo, Brad. I was an NES kid because I, I skipped the, the SNES generation. My parents uh, checked out uh, the Manhattan Project so many times from Video Invasion back in the day when you could rent one oh, game for the weekend invasion. for a dollar, by the way. A you were talking about the glory days. One dollar, Bob. Yep. <laughs> they, they finally bought it for me for Christmas because I I'd, I'd played it so many times. It's like just get That was golden eye for me. Yeah. Oh, man. So uh, going down the list, also the uh, the tournament fighters for NES. So one of the, Ooh, yeah, uh, the fighting games. Then on the Super Nintendo, Brad, you're getting Turtles there in is. Time and you're getting the tournament fighters game uh, from Super Nintendo. So you're getting two versions of that fighting game. From the Genesis, the Hyperstone Heist, which will also be online enabled. I have not played that. I've heard good things. Oh, I loved yeah. Hyperstone Heist. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it was good, Whoa. bro. I, I played it on Second Genesis, <laughs> and I got to tell you I had that. What? I still have it. It's amazing. I will play it again 10 out of 10. It's very oh man <laughs> oh man he came for the gaming news he stayed for the soundboard epic capture productions we hear you brother oh man. i know he brings the thunder <laughs> he does in man, audio I form remember, i remember in one of those games it was it was the turtles in time one because it was right before shredder goes back in time you actually throw guys at the screen because he's behind you which was such a novel concept i had yeah. never played a game where you it flipped the script where instead of playing in and back, you were throwing it at yourself, essentially. It was such a, oh, man, such a fun playthrough. I'm so pumped for this. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Oh. So that, we're not done. You're also getting the uh, the Genesis version of the Tournament Fighter, so three different versions of that game. Um, for the, uh, the the Game Boy, you're getting some Game Boy games in here. You're getting Fall of the Foot Clan, yes, uh, Back that. from the Sewers, and Radical Rescue, the three Game Boy Turtles titles. Say that ten times fast. And, and Nick, then you, you, you said this is only thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. It's free wow. real estate. Wow. What the heck? I in the words of Brad. Meow. <laughs> meow. That is his catchphrase, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So yeah, like I'll I said, uh, the arcade games, uh, Hyperstone Heist, and even the Tournament Fighters titles will feature wow. online play, so you'll be able to duke it out and uh, and play some beat-em-ups uh, with your friends coming to Xbox, PC, and Switch. And the fun doesn't stop there because they're also adding a museum mode, which will uh, have various uh, uh, Turtles media throughout the ages, namely the, the heyday of Turtles there with the cartoons. He's going to play it again. Why wouldn't you? Sewer Serpent's probably in there. Yeah, it is. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be in there. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have that in there? Wow. wow. So, I, I you mean, know, I was going to say that is an insanely legit stacked collection, top to bottom, four generations of console and arcade games. I mean, for 30 bucks, what's better than that? When's it come out again? Uh, it's coming out uh, relatively soon. But I mean, the, the, the big thing is that, uh, you know, Konami, I, you know, a lot of people are saying, like, this is might be one of the, the greatest things that Konami has done. Um, in, a, in a long time, just because they they really haven't had a whole lot of uh, of major releases, as far as I know. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, the big thing is just man, you have to think about how much. I'm sorry, it's actually thirty nine ninety nine is what they're oh, saying fine. the uh, the release price. I will I I would pay the full sixty still, if I'm yep. being totally. Yeah, honest. I'd still play it. <laughs> 
But yeah, I, I don't see a definitive uh, release date as of right now. But uh, at least, you know, if we already have an announcement and these are just ports of existing games, you got to figure it's going to come out relatively soon. So uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. That's going to be a fun one. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, aside from that, pretty much everything else that was announced during this state of play um, was either something that was already known to be a, a PlayStation exclusive or had already been announced in the first place. There are some other notable uh, announcements that were new. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, if you're into uh, the, the freaky animes, then you're going to love you, you some JoJo. Um, and they have All-Star Battle R. There is a Chihuahua um, that I believe is a, uh, a sentient Chihuahua, so that is appropriate. Um, that is coming out. Again, multi-platform release. Uh, the Dio Field Chronicle and uh, Valkyrie Elysium, again, also uh, multi-platform releases. So really, you know, this is this is a Sony state of play that, that really should just be called state of play because there's something yeah. here for everybody. Um, it's and, like they and, did a State of the Union. It's like we had our State of the Union <laughs> in, the, in America, but it was for Canada. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we just do it okay. for them. You're welcome. Yeah. This is State of the Union, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, I'll tell well, you. You know what? I was going to say, yeah. you, know what's, you know what's an even better bargain than that Cowabunga collection? Hit me with it. Our Patreon, Nick, tell oh, about it. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I was ready with the bear. I love it. You're absolutely right. It is a great bargain and a great way to support us. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters, like our QTB and Fuego supporter, Epic Capture Productions. Also, Nick Nick, the Dudist Monk, Indie Gamiacs, Alan Abadessa, Mr. Grove Games, the Intergalactic Pinecone, and Matt.bat. If you would love exclusive content you can't get anywhere else, like our monthly QTB Nostalgia Vault bonus podcast, What It Do, and of course, even exclusive merch for our QTB Plus and higher tiers, you can get it all at patreon.com slash quit the build. Tiers start as low as $2 a month. And I'll tell you, it's a great way to directly support this podcast and keep all of this amazing content you know and love flowing. Batteries not included by Mattel. No, it's not by Mattel. <laughs> it's not by <laughs> it's Mattel. Not, it's not by Mattel. It's by the, it's by the PS5. <laughs> That's right. We're responded by the PS5. That's right. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna turn this around one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, guys. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, that's all you need to hear. Really? That sells. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That would get me on board. <laughs> I'd be there. Uh, guys, well, our next story is coming from PC Gamer. And, I mean, this is more of a collection of stories rather than just one thing, as I had teased at the beginning of the show. The big thing right now is, it, it, with Halo Infinite, is not a lot of uh, is really happening. And I think that kind of is the news, right? We've talked many times about the very hype release of Halo Infinite when the, when the multiplayer dropped, kind of expectedly but unexpectedly at the end of, of that big anniversary celebration. And then, of course, the, the campaign eventually made its way um, to being released. And since then, the roadmap has kind of gone dry with a lot of the, the promised additions and features getting progressively pushed back and kicked down the road further and further. And this this story from PC Gamer talking about how Halo Infinite's lead multiplayer desi- designer has left 343 Industries altogether. Um, and this is not the first major departure. Bye, other- have a great time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> have a great time. <laughs> I love it. 
Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to kick it over to you guys because I know, you know, it's been, it's been kind of an interesting journey with the hype and subsequent kind of like, okay, now what are we really doing? Um, roadmap for Halo, especially since they decided to go the game as a service route. I'll, I'll kick it over to you, Brad. I mean, do you think that the multiplayer designer leaving 343 is something to be concerned about? A hundred percent. A thousand percent. When you have the original people, original designers leaving after the launch, when there's a whole platform of promise content, aka why it's called Halo Infinite, it sounds like it's more Halo Finite because oh, I really don't see a lot of what is promise coming anytime soon. I mean, we talk about you know bashing on PlayStation and Sony for not having those exclusives in the pipeline. I'm going to bash Xbox. I'm going to bash 343 for really underwhelming posts of really successful launch. You need to have this strategy mapped out, not just from the beginning, but beyond and being able to live, deliver time in and time out on what you promise. If you're going to advertise it, you got to deliver. And I, what I'm not seeing right now, I'm not seeing any, any, what's getting me excited for season two. Like there's no co campaign co-op. There's what a few new maps, I mean, what that's what is that going to give me? Like, Nothing, I, right. I, I, I'm feeling very like oh, I committed. I got super pumped about this game. It's been a long time since we've had a Halo game. And now I'm done. I'm it, I, it was a great three months. Bye. Ouch. <laughs> that is that is a, for me. I mean, you guys are Halo super fans. Like I, I like Halo, but I know you guys that were just so all in on on that release. I'm one to talk. I blitzkrieg the battle pass but that's a different conversation but i mean that's that's saying something man right that you're you were there day one you were ready to go and now you're just saying you know what we're kind of taking a break until we figure out like what's going on and what their what their vision is bruno when was the last time we played it be honest it's been a while it's been a while i wanted to get on and play uh this week because they have the new uh mode out with a new helmet that looks really cool but these these it's tedious right it's the the it's it's very cumbersome to get on and play because you've got to complete these challenges that rely so on other players a lot of the time it's not yeah. just it's it's not just you know go in and get get this many kills that were or play an x amount of number of games who wants to get 100 assists yeah like yeah that's <laughs> like nobody you know, yeah. wants that or I'll something soften them like, up for you you know, the 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 yeah. one for, for SWAT is you have to get so many killjoys. So that requires you to go up against a team that has a guy that can get a killing spree. Kill and yeah. then you have to be the one to kill the person who has the killing spree. So it's it just I I keep expecting them to come out with something and it to be better. But from the start, it's just kind of, is he going to land it? Oh. Ah, oh, man. Did it look good? <gasps> Woo! Okay. Oh, man. It's like that, I mean, uh, that Cartoon Network, uh, was that that Cartoon Helpline thing they did where the guy calls in because oh, he's about to fall off the cliff. He's like, okay, now there's going to be an outline of you in the grounds, and hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully you we'll land. hear an accordion noise. 
<laughs> but there is no accordion noise. It's just utter silence. And one of the funny things that I showed earlier this week was uh, just a simple post that the social media team did on Halo. Mm. And it had something along the lines of, you know, what do you want to see or something like that. And it completely opened the door for just a flood of hate of like, you know, what are you doing? Why are you not giving us an update? We want more content. This isn't a joke. Like, you know, it just seemed very uh, out of touch with what's going on at the company and versus like what fans are expecting from this game. And that's a problem. Wasn't there another one that said like, having fun yet? I'm like, no, no. They disabled comments on that. Yeah. Yeah. They had to disable comments on that. Cause it was like, are you having fun yet? And everyone's answer was a resounding. No, no, (laughs) we're not, we're not having fun. So they had to literally disable comments from a post that they made on Instagram. That was completely out of touch with the fan base. Talk about all you want about, you know, oh, there's still a bunch of people that play it and that kind of thing. Yeah, there is. You know, there is a lot of content for a lot of core players that are still playing it. But I guarantee you none of them have earned anything outside of these uh, these these events that spring up. It's just not there. It's not there's not enough content there for them to do what they've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like they released it too early, way too early. That's that's my thing. Like or, I they, sure they they crushed Battlefield. Battlefield can say what you want, but it's like did did you have less content than that? Because yeah. it's not like Halo Infinite was flooded right with all of this content. It was pretty bare bones. The least amount of maps ever released, I believe, in terms of like um multiplayer maps, right? So, I mean, we're, it's just, it's, it's very, very out of touch and you're right, Brad. It's a problem. It's a problem when people leave a company, it's a problem when they have positions to fill. Have you ever worked at a corporate office before and your boss left and things are kind of in limbo for a couple weeks? That's what's happening. That's what we're seeing right now. That is a very real thing. So anytime anyone leaves from a company, they don't have someone like in line to replace them. And it's like, here's our new multiplayer lead, you know, coming over from call of duty is going to be helping us out. It's like, there's no one you can go on microsoft.com right now, go under careers and apply yourself. If you want to, there's plenty of jobs open right now at three, four, three, if you want a job and and then you lose consistency right so whatever made the initial launch of the game successful is now going to change because the content the way it's delivered how it feels is not going to be consistent with how it originally played now that may lend to be cool in some ways because it feels fresh and different but now you're going to get a very choppy game as it ages right you're gonna be like wow i want to go back to the original release and the original original content season one that really hit home for me because you're gonna get into season eight it's gonna be what is this? Like it's evolved so much because there's been so much turnover in the corporation and the company. That might be a good thing. What? You never know. Right. You know, I think, I think a solution for them, what we've seen is so many of the core passionate gamers like ourselves grinded and sprinted through season one. Let's try out a quicker turnaround on seasons. That way you streamline the content. 
you make the challenges harder. So there's a time element to it and the rewards are more significant and the turnaround on seasons is quicker. That way you don't have these major lulls in at the end of a season or we're waiting for May, right? We're just sitting here going, come on, May, let's, let's get here. I'm ready for the next season. And here's the issue, make it quicker and deliver the content. Here's the issue, right? Let's, let's, let's remember back when Halo Infinite first started and what they told us was the, the original idea. The original idea seemed great with us because there was no FOMO, right? You can complete any battle pass anytime you want. Anytime you feel like playing a battle pass, you can start the battle pass. You have to finish it, obviously, before you start another one. But you've got that content there. So then why are we waiting so long for season two? That's the point. Like, the point is... If we can complete these at any given time, then you're right, Brad. They should they should have simultaneously released with like three different battle passes that you could have chosen. One for the original Armor Core, one for Halo Reach, and then one for the Samurai Uri event. If they had done that from the get-go and said, here's all the content right up front, you choose what battle pass you want to do, I guarantee you people would still be playing to this day there would still be something else in the works for people and maybe that's what they're doing for season two right maybe they're going to release multiple things in season two but i doubt it i think it's going to be the same thing where we get kind of this this i think there's they're doing something very steampunkish and minor minor like it looks very fallout 76 you know, which is going to appeal to some people, not really to me, not really my cup of tea, but I want the, you know, the, the cool for Halo five type armor that they had or something from Halo four, right. Or even Halo three, I would love those armor pieces to make it into the game, but they're going a different direction. But if you don't have all this content released, why there's no explanation for it based on what they told us other than Maybe they're going back and they decided to change things, in which case you need to update people and let them know. Because here we are four months, five months into the game, and it's pretty much dead. It's pretty much dead in terms of like content that you can really get out of it. Sure, like I said, they just released this thing this this week with that, but it's it's kind of like a little, it's too little too late. Right. Like, especially with the 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 delay of of co-op, that's a downer. That means there's yeah. going to be a delay of any other modes that Forge might is come get along. Back too. Yeah. Forge yeah. is going to get pushed back. There goes my timeline for something like a battle royale added to the game. Unless that's what the developers said that needed to happen. Right. Unless they completely switch gears and we're like, nope. Nope, we need to focus on this. Otherwise, it's going to completely die. I don't think that's the case either. Like, I I honestly think there's just no content. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. What that, how that gets exacerbated is for players like Nick, who really love a diverse range of games. If you have no inclination to go pick this up for months on end, you're going to now get into other games. I mean, you're talking about playing Elden Ring. You've played so many other games. Like, and now you're getting lost in the immersive content of that game. How likely you are to go pick back up Halo? Like, even if they drop something, you're like, oh, I've my time is for allocated right now to these other games that I'm really enjoying. Like, Nick, how much how likely are you going to go back and pick it up? 
I, I mean, I think I will at some point, but I think it, it, it's going to get the same treatment that other Game Pass titles like Sea of Thieves that happen to be a game as a service get for me, which is I come back to it once every couple of months just to be like, oh, hey, they did some stuff and, you know, uh, where was I and and check it out. And maybe I like it, maybe I don't, but I just don't stick with it. Yeah, it, it's, it's tough because um, I think that Halo at its core needs to be an experience, especially in multiplayer. You're playing with friends and you you are, you are, you feel like you are a part of a, an actual competitive environment. I have railed on this many times. We've talked about it. It's been one of our more uh, viral TikToks of, of people kind of uh, sharing with our misery of the fact that the battle, not, not not even the battle pass, but just the challenge system takes the Halo away from Halo. The, the same thing would happen with any other game if that's the only thing you had to focus on is that everybody's in these lobbies. They're not playing Halo, man. They're trying to get that killjoy. They're trying to get the assist. Think about how dramatically it changes your gameplay style when you have an objective that tells you to not kill somebody. So now, I, if, 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 I, if I'm thinking, man, I got to get this challenge done this week before the timer's reset, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to whittle a guy down with the assault rifle, get his shield down, and then wait for someone else to, to kill him. That's a radically different way of playing, and it sabotages your own team. But that's exactly what you can see it in every, even in the the competitive modes, because people need the battle rifle kills, right? And you get that as part of your default loadout. So you need those precision headshots. So they're going to go into that mode. It's inescapable from what I've heard, aside from the really high uh, tiers, you know, diamond, uh, way beyond diamond, and then that kind of thing, where you're kind of heading into pro territory. That's Halo right now. Um, I can feel it I, when I go into these games. It doesn't feel like a bunch of people that are actually trying to win. Um, and until you have an XP system that rewards wins more and puts less emphasis on completing challenges, I don't think we're ever going to reach that point. So Epic Capture, to answer your question there, I think Bruno, the the, the Bruno Stradamus, you kind of got it from all of us, right? Of of what needs to happen, uh, like Bruno well, said. Well, I'll give you the I'll give you yeah. the, the quick rundown what needs to happen. There needs they need to take a play out of Fortnite, despite what you might say out of, of of people who like Fortnite or dislike dislike it. They need to take a play from Fortnite and go ahead and release some content. Know that know that you are going to be able to to create more, right? You you need to know that you, there's you've got more in your back pocket. You've got to open that door though and say, you know, we might do some silly things like flowers that they have there or the kitty ears and stuff. We've already gone down that. You can't limit yourself and say, you know, hey, we're going to make it super serious, right? There's got to be a balance. But if you want to if you really want to change Halo, you got to add more content and you got to make the challenges easier. That's the two basic things. And and if you look at if you look at Fortnite, whenever you play Fortnite, some of the challenges are super simple, right? Like all you got to do is is play a match. Thank, Thank the, the bus, bus driver. driver, right? Yeah. That is the easiest <laughs> one. You press down on the D-pad when you're in the bus. You It says, thank you, bus driver. And then if you do that 10 times, you get XP, right? Maybe that's something simple of like, you know, you, you teabagging twice. All you got to do is teabag. Then you've added something <laughs> hilarious to the game that is super amazing. It's People would form. definitely do it. Yes. Go ahead and teabag more. You need to teabag an opponent twice Embrace in your toxicity. next game. 
Right? Embrace that like, toxicity. Come on. I don't know. Sprinkle give us something. <laughs> give us something that Halo players legitimately want to do. And you, you know, I they they you'll have them crying to, oh, I remember back in the day when you had to work really hard to get armor and blah 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 and all this, but we're we're not there anymore, losers. Okay. You know what does talking? My wallet. Because I got a job, I got some monies, and I'm willing to spend it on cosmetics. Okay, if you don't, if you don't want to spend your money like that, that's fine. But you, you've got to realize that you're not going to. There, these these companies aren't well, going to make a living if they don't continually put out cosmetic items. And if you limit yourself, you've got crap. You make a great point, Bruno. Right, that's what makes Fortnite even beyond the simple challenges something you have to be. It's like an itch. It's like your phone. You have to check it daily. What new cosmetics are in the shop? What are they dropping? What new packages? What can I unlock? Like there's almost this daily itch to hop on just to see what's in the store, which then once you're plugged in, you're like, ah, I'll play around. Or when you buy a new skin, you're like, I got to test this out. I got that new skin vibes. I'm going to get a dubs. Like you have Otherwise, to do that. Otherwise you play Halo Infinite and you spend $6 on a gun skin that looks like a Cheeto. <laughs> It looks like a <laughs> flaming hot Cheeto. It was supposed yeah. to look like a cool wolf wolf on the screen, but no, they forgot that this game's played in first person and not in third person. And so on the screen right there, you think like you've Cheeto. got a little turd, a little Cheeto turd yeah. sitting there. I mean, wow. come on. That's uh that's harsh. But I'll tell you, Bruno, if I wanted a high quality graphic design for my gun, you know where I would go? PierceUnlimited.com. That's right. Who happens to be today's sponsor? Thanks so much for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business. Visit PierceUnlimited.com. Seriously, check it out. Whatever you might be in the market for could be pod pack, podcast production or even advertising consultation. The list go it goes on and on for your business. Whatever your business needs may be, stop on by. You get a free quote today. Tell them we sent you. Tell them the, the McMuffin brothers, the brothers McMuffin sent you. Yeah, the you, you might McMuffins. get an egg McMuffin. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't make the rules. Who knows? I don't. <laughs> I don't either. Shout out McDonald's. I would love a free McMuffin. Just hollering at you. We're loving it's it. Pretty, yeah. pretty, 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 pretty good. <laughs> oh, you know. man. Well, okay. Before we call it a wrap here, Bruno, we've got to get in because, you know, I, I've been chronicling kind of personally chronicling your misadventures through Elden Ring. Tell us what you think about the game so far, man, because you're normally not an RPG guy. No, I am not. And I got to tell you, this is this is kind of my style of, of play, really, because when I like to play RPGs, I like to level up my character as much as I possibly can and then go take down the bosses with a couple swings and just make it easy for myself. And Elden Ring forces you to do that. It's not a matter of, I should probably do this. No, you have to (laughs) do this in order to level up. And it's a lot of fun. I I, I really understand why people love the Dark Souls games. I understand why they're so difficult now and why everyone says they're so extremely difficult. Because they are. Like, a single hit can take you down and there's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes you run into battle thinking you're just going to go over here and check something out and then all of a sudden... Yeah. It's a trap. Yep. Death. 
You, you died. Absolute death. Death. <laughs> death again. <laughs> One more time, there's death. Is that death? <laughs> death. Okay? It's all death. You died. That's what I see you in there. Sometimes I make it to a little spot where I can sit down and have a bit of peace of mind. I just sit there and there are these things called like torch. What are they called? Torchlight Nicks? What are oh, they yeah. The, uh, the Sights of Grace. Sights of Grace. Oh, what yes. a great name for a Sight of Grace. Yeah. I go there and sit down and no one comes after me and it's a good time. We had a good time. I finally get there. But everything and anything in this game is willing to kill you, okay? The reason that it's better than all the Dark Souls games is the open world aspect, right? The yep. fact that you can go anywhere and do anything. This map is huge. Massive. I mean, it's the biggest map I've ever seen in a game. You go through this entire thing and you think, well, I must have seen it all. And then you realize you've only unlocked like a third of the map. Like, it's incredibly huge. It's mm -hmm. It's the stuff of legends. There's nothing else to to say about a map like this and and, and the just the sheer amount of things that you see here. I was walking along and in the fog I saw this giant mountain with bells hanging from its balls. And it was swinging around and had like a temple on top. And it was, it was surrounded by a bunch of people. I didn't want to mess with it. It didn't seem like something that was Not very good. inviting to me. Yeah. I, you know, so. Yeah, that was a walking mausoleum and it, it is a bad time. Yeah, you're going to want to stay yeah. away from that. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going. <laughs> That's the beauty but of I it. Enjoy, I enjoy the journoy. I yeah. really do. Yeah. I do. And I, I keep sending memes to Brad. Maybe Brad will will uh, see it someday and, and, and say, you know, maybe I'll decide to pick it up. He'll decide to go to that little nope. church, that little gonna, church right out there, and he'll ask for directions from I'm what be seems the nice like a very on the horse. regal nice. <laughs> I'm going to be the one guy who doesn't play this game just because it's gotten so much hype. I'm going to wait yeah. like three years and there then play and be like, you know what? Check what out I'm playing right now. Yeah. Elden Ring. Game of the year <laughs> There's edition. There's still going to be people that are playing it, you know, that's the thing right it's so massive there's so many things to unlock i really need help uh getting through a bunch of this stuff and you get to a point you're like you know i don't know what i'm going into but i'm ready for the adventure uh i will say it's also one of the scariest games i've ever played like Unsettling. it is downright frightening in, yeah. in times and Whoever just imagined this world, kudos to you. My hat is off because it's incredible. Absolutely. George R. R. Martin's got some uh, some scary inner demons. He, he's got some scary dreams. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know what he's eating before bedtime. <laughs> he's carbon okay. up. He's carbo loading before bed and he's having these fever dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> the man needs to lay off the double crunch wraps before bed, you know, or send idea. me, you know. <laughs> well, speaking of double crunch wraps, Bruno, we've got to give a plug to our website, quitthebuild.com, because we have got, if you haven't been on our blog recently, let me tell you something, you are missing out on an adventure. We have got so many people from our QTV crew that have put, been putting some amazing articles out there. Never been a better time to check out our blog. 
Shout out to Terry, who did a, a hilarious, but also very practical guide to how to cook your Pokemon. You know, we always talk about, you know, about catching Pokemon. But at the end of the day, like we talked about in our last episode, there's a lot of edible Pokemon out there, you know, there that, are, yeah. that can be repurposed. You know, you got them sitting in Bill's PC. Let's yep. turn them into something delicious. And that's exactly what he does. He breaks down six different recipes to make a three-course meal uh, for you and your loved ones, including, you know, uh, a Nashville hot combustion sandwich, you know, some uh, some Kingler, <laughs> Kingler stuffed uh, shroom caps. You name it, man. A lot of fun. Ooh, mm, chef's kiss. That's right. Yeah, go out there and make a Pokemon dish for your loved one and woo <laughs> their pants off. I think I think mm. he should open up a Pokemon themed restaurant with those menus. You know, he's got to come up with a clever name for him. Yeah, they have those Poke cafes in uh, in Japan, but it's just like Pokemon like themed food. It doesn't actually have the Pokemon in there. So I mean, come on. That you know of. That you that as far as you okay. know. Yes. Okay, little John. I can't <laughs> prove it. It's not happening. <laughs> also, Amanda doing a great Minecraft article. You know, over the yeah. years, we've had so many changes and additions to Minecraft that it can be tough to jump in all these years later. Um, so she she has a great article, kind of breaking down the ten things that you need to know, kind of the unspoken rules of Minecraft to help get you a jump start. And then we even have Justin. Our resident speedrunner who does an entire article as an introduction to speedrunning. If you're looking into getting into that, a great way to figure out how to uh, break into that uh, skill set and learn how to play games real fast. A lot of great stuff waiting for you at the blog. Of course, don't forget about our merch and our community page where you can link up with all of our socials. How about that? What do you think about that, Brad? Yeah, shout out to everyone on TikTok who says I never talk on this show. Guess what? I brought it tonight. That's for you, you listeners did. out there. Yeah. So I I do have a perspective. I just sit back and listen and let my bros, Nick and Bruno, take the lead. But I came tonight, and this is for you. So check us out on TikTok. We're going to see me coming at you with some hot takes. You're, there's going to be a Brad week. It's going to be a Brad week on TikTok. Yep. <laughs> Bruno, hit him with all the other socials. Oh, I thought you wanted to. Okay, so we're we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we are on Instagram. Hey, guess what? You're probably wanting to talk to us on Discord because we have one of those too. Or just go to QTB. Uh, no, don't go to QTB. Don't go to QTB. It's not a thing. It's uh, we, something else. <laughs> It's a Japanese news site. They don't even use it, man. They don't even use it. If you know the person at QTB.com who would want to give us the website. (laughs) And and you have a translator. Yeah. Yeah, you have a translator. Let us know. But if you go to quitthebuild.com slash community, that one will work. That'll take you to all of our socials. You can go. Connect with us on whatever platform is uh, is your jam, you know? I mean, except for Snapchat, we're pretty much, because what are we going to do? Snap something? No, that's not us, okay? That ain't us. I'm yep. just letting you know right now. We don't not snap, we just it. clap. Right? So clap anyway, I don't know how to end this, Nick. How you want me to end it? Just say something nice for the people. Something nice for the people. Here we go. <laughs> That's the nicest thing I can think of is to yeah. give you the sweet 90s sound of saxophones ringing through your ears, supermarket sweet style. Well, 
Corporation. We're talking about the Quit the Build podcast. For Nick and Brad, I'm Bruno. For Bruno and Brad, I'm Nick. And for all our TikTok listeners and my brother's McMuffin, Bruno and Nick, I'm Brad. Peace out. What a deal. <laughs> <laughs>